The Edge of the World Art Studio is proud to present Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Danielle Lee. Artwork by Helen Rachel Lee. Music by Fish Zombie the Onions. And special thanks to Spooky the Cat for her contributions, fuzzy as they might be. Chapter 65 Normal 1883 April 17th, the Golden Apple Ranch. Paris woke up early. She swung her feet out of her bed and stood stretching her arms, head tilted toward the ceiling, and a steel bar just set within reach. Pulling her body up as far as it would go, she relaxed, falling back to the ground. It wasn't until she rubbed her eyes a little and realized Eurycity was sitting in the chair watching her. Mom? Have you been here all night? No. I got up about an hour ago. We're going hunting. Get your things together. I'm not really in the mood. That doesn't matter. It's what we're going to do, and I wanted to catch you before you crawled back into that bottle of yours. You're not spending the rest of the day drinking and moping around this bedroom until you fall back asleep. You had plenty of time to do that at Henry's. Today, we're going hunting. I have to get Pony. She's still in town. Pony is in the stable. Edgar brought her home two days ago. I've been asleep for two days? You've been drunk for two days. I pulled you out of Henry's bar night before last, and I've given you time, but this is enough. You are coming with me, and you are going to tell me what happened in Denver. I don't want to talk about it. You don't have a choice. Luke, I can't. You will. But for now, get dressed. Eurycity helped Paris put together her clothes and kept her company as she put everything on. We're going out hunting rabbits, maybe a deer if one crosses our path. You won't need that many revolvers. Your rifle will do just fine. I've grown accustomed to their weight. It feels weird not to have them at my side. And the two in your boots? Just in case. In case of what? Never in all my days, even as the Reaper, was I ever that well armed. Just in case I have to defend myself. What happened in Denver? Eurycity asked. Paris sat down, set her hands in her lap, and held them together. I killed a man named Thomas. Is that what's eaten you up? No. I know it should bother me more. But he threatened to hurt my friends. He threatened to continue to try to kill me until he succeeded. I don't regret having killed him. It doesn't bother me he's dead. What bothers me is... I don't feel bad about it. The mistake you're making is that you do feel bad about it. That's obvious. But look at it this way. You know the name of the first man you killed. And you had good reason to defend yourself. I never knew the name of the first man I killed. I remember him. I was out scouting with my father. We were hiding along a ridge. We came across two Union soldiers, probably doing exactly the same thing we were, just scouting. My father held my mouth so I couldn't speak. He held up a finger to his mouth to tell me to stay silent. He motioned for me to move around to their back and flank them. So I did. I hid behind a log, lying on the ground. I loaded my musket and took aim 
as if they had been deer. I was excited. I wanted to do a good job to impress my father, to prove that he could trust me to be a good soldier. My father fired first, and after I heard the shot, I took mine. I killed that man, just because he was wearing a blue uniform. That was it. If he hadn't been, if he had been dressed in gray or as a civilian, I wouldn't have done it. I knew nothing about him. I didn't know why he was there. There was no reason he should die. Other than that, I wanted to be a good soldier. And I would like to say that that was the last time I would do that. But the truth is, it was far from the last time. I killed so many people, I cannot count them any longer. I gave very few of them even a chance to fight back. I look back now and I wonder why I ever joined the war. I could have stayed home. I could have stayed in my pecan grove, taking care of the old plantation, and never left the South. No one would have made me join the war. But I didn't want to disappoint my father. I wanted to prove I was his son, and, in the end, he died for my sins. It was all pointless. But you, you protected your friends, and in that there was meaning. Thomas was married. He had been cheating on, stealing from, and beating his wife, a woman named Alone, my friend. I taught her to fight back, and that's why he tried to kill me. After he died, she was so much happier. She's married now, to her best friend Mary. I was staying at their farm for the last four months. She married a girl. No wonder you two were friends. I'm glad. I was worried you were out there alone with no friends and no family. I'm glad to hear I was wrong. Alone did it. She married the girl she loved. She just stopped giving a shit about what everyone thought. She had suffered too much pain the other way around, and she refused to pretend she was normal. Damn it, Anna! You are normal. There is nothing wrong with you, and there is nothing wrong with loving who you love. I know things didn't work out between you and Pollyanna, but she's not the only girl out there, and being in love is perfectly normal, no matter who it is. This isn't about Pollyanna. There was another girl. Her name was Thalia. She stole my heart and kept it like a toy she could bat around from paw to paw. Sometimes her love felt like needles stuck into me. It hurt so much. But sometimes, it was like a cool spring on a hot summer day. You could fall into it, and everything wrong with the world would wash away. I don't regret my decision with Pollyanna. It hurts me that she chose Edgar over me, but I know they'll be happy. It's that Thalia... Paris began to cry softly. If I were to literally rip my heart out of my chest and throw it on the ground... I doubt very seriously it would hurt anywhere near this much. Paris said as she fell back into bed. No, you don't. You're not going back to bed. We're still going hunting. Come on. Eurycity grabbed Paris by the hands and pulled her back into a sitting position. He brushed her hair with his fingers, letting the bangs that mimicked his fall back just above her eyes. I dated a girl once. 
Eurycides said, as he started to look for Paris's coat. You did? When? Asked Paris. Just before I met your father. Her name was Lucy. I very nearly married her. You almost married a girl? Don't look so surprised. You of all people. I am a man, you know. A lot of men marry girls. It's just... I thought... You didn't like girls. I like your father. Did she know about... Before you continue that sentence, yes, she knew, and that is all I'm going to say about that. What happened to her? Never trust a Yankee, especially one from New York. They are manipulative, secret, scheming little things. I don't care how cute they are. If a girl is from New York, you let that one go. I promise I will. Come on, here's your coat. Eurycity handed Paris her coat and pulled her up to stand next to him. What about Dad? Why did you marry Dad? I will tell you the whole story while we are hunting, if you answer me one question. Were you boxing up in Denver? Why, what did Dad tell you? Never you mind what your father told me. I want to hear it from you. Thalia once told me the best way to lie is not to answer the question. Paris opened the door to her room, ran out, and down the stairs. Damn it, Anna, that is not going to work, he yelled after her. The day was hot, and the forest beyond the homesteads was quiet. Paris had three rabbits, and was securing them to Pony's saddle, while Eurycity tied the one he had to his horse. How did you do that? Eurycity asked. How did I do what? Paris asked in return. How did you know where the rabbits are? Oh, that's easy. Don't look for the rabbits. Look for the hawks and the coyotes. They know where the rabbits are. The coyotes. There are no coyotes here. Yes, there are. Didn't you see him? Follow me. Paris led Eurycity away from the horses and into a pasture near their camp. She motioned for him to stay quiet and squatted down into the grass. She closed her eyes and tilted her head up. Sitting perfectly still, she opened her eyes and pointed carefully into the distance. There he is. He's been following us all afternoon. Where's he going? Eurycity asked as the coyote turned from them and began to walk into the woods. He's caught the scent of something, Paris said. She very quietly led Eurycity through the pasture and into the woods following the path the coyote took. She checked the ground for his paw prints as she tracked the animal through the woods. The path led to a small lake. On its banks... There were rabbits darting in and out of the trees, grabbing water, and then running back. Paris and Eurycity took aim. Paris whispered, On three. One, two, three. Paris and Eurycity fired simultaneously. Two rabbits fell. She loaded a chamber and fired again, killing a third. That is impressive. Where did you learn that? I never taught you to hunt like that. Eurycity claimed as they walked to the rabbits. I learned it from them. Paris cocked her head over to the other side of the tree line. Eurycity turned to see the coyote still watching them. Paris picked up one of the rabbits she had shot. Then she threw the rabbit toward the coyote. He darted out of the woods, grabbed it, and ran. What'd you do that for? That one was his. Payment for helping us. He wasn't helping us intentionally. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true. Paris laughed and began to walk back to the horses. So, 
you never told me. Why did you marry Dad? And you never answered my question. Were you boxing up in Denver? Yeah, I was. I didn't intend to. I took a job as a cook with a woman named Celia. She ran a bar, and the boxing matches were better options when there was trouble than just having a bar brawl. So we wouldn't all end up in jail. Don't get mad at Dad. I know he promised I wouldn't grow up to be the Colorado kid. Technically, I wasn't. I was the whiskey girl. Paris said proudly. The whiskey girl. Why did they call you that? <laughs> Is that really such a mystery? Celia came up with it. When I met her, I was so drunk I passed out. She wouldn't let me live it down. I think the name was her way of telling me I was drinking too much. Who is Celia? Another girlfriend? No. Celia was my friend. My boss. My sister. She reminded me of Edgar. When I first met her, she protected me. She hid me from the sheriff and kept me out of jail. She cheated me out of $26 and tried to cheat Aloni out of 15 Celia always has a plan. Like Henry. Always scheming. Always looking for a new angle. She gave me a home in Denver and I promised her that one day I would return. But I'm not ready yet. What happened in Denver? Thalia, she... Wait, you haven't answered my question. Why did you choose Dad? I don't know how much of a choice I had. If you want to know why I was attracted to him, then the easy answer is the music. I met him at a time in my life when everything had lost its meaning. My father died, Lucy was gone, and for me, the war was over. I had enough money, so I didn't need to work, and I was tired of the killing. I just sat around this bar in Carson City, watching people go by, making sure your brother was taken care of. Then your father walks in. I had no idea who he was to begin with. I had met him before, six months earlier, when he was the Colorado kid. But he walks in, pretending to be somebody completely different. He made me feel like the biggest idiot in the entire world when I found out who he was. It's just that... That man can lie so casually. They just slip out of his mouth like it's no big deal. Him and Henry, both cut from the same cloth. He always says, They're not lies. They're abstractions of the reality we live in. Fucking bullshit, that's what that is. I asked him point blank if you had been fighting up in Denver. He looked me straight in the eye and told me, Don't worry, she's not the Colorado kid. And only now do I realize what he meant by that. You weren't the Colorado kid. You were the fucking whiskey girl. Thing is, he doesn't see that as a lie. He will claim that's just another abstraction. Frustrating piece of shit. But my God, the music. It gave me peace when I hadn't known any yet in my life. I would close my eyes and listen. It reminded me of my pecan trees, of everything I had lost. There was also those stupid jokes. Why was there a ghost in the outhouse? My father had just died, literally minutes ago. I was trying to get off the street before any of the other soldiers found me, seconds away from my own death, and your father turns to me and asks, Why was there a ghost in the outhouse? I will never forget that. 
It is too stupid to forget. It was the darkest moment of my life, and now it makes me smile. It makes me laugh so hard thinking about it. He gave me that. Why was there a ghost in the outhouse? Asked Paris. Go ask your father. I am not saying that ridiculous punchline. Eurysity <laughs> laughed again. And then one day, he saved my life. It cost him everything he was working for. But he did it without question, without hesitation. He jumped into a fight to save me. And for that, and for all the jokes, the music, even the lies, that's why I chose him. That's why I love him. Or maybe I just love him, and all those things are my mind trying to justify that love. Maybe he doesn't have to do anything. Just being with him makes the world perfect. That sounds amazing. That's all I wanted. Why was that so hard? I've decided for my own health, I'm going to stop looking. I'm going to give up on my stupid dream and just stop. Not everybody is meant for love. Maybe I'm supposed to be alone. What dream? The dream. Not every night, but often enough, I have a dream. I'm walking down a corridor. There is a well-dressed man with me. He's leading me to a door. Behind the door is the most beautiful woman in the world. But just before I can see her, just before the door opens, I always wake up. I always thought it had to be important. Why would I dream it over and over again if there wasn't something about it? Thalia gave me a set of photocards. Each of them had a girl on it. They were supposed to be the prettiest woman in the world. I studied them, hoping to find the most beautiful. But what would that even mean? Why would that even matter, the most beautiful woman in the world? I feel so lost following a dream. It's just a dream. Thalia, what is she like? She was cute. She was a year older than me, and she dressed in the finest clothing she could find. Always these brocade silks with stockings and feathered hats. To her, the world was there for her amusement. She laughed constantly. Not at people. There was no joke. She just laughed because she always found a way to enjoy herself. She was a tease. And everything she said and everything she did, every smile she flashed me, promised something inappropriate. But when I got her alone, she made good on all those promises. She was a painted cake. She was an entire French bakery. Did she work with you and Celia? Celia had a friend named Naomi. They grew up together. Thalia worked for Naomi. Worked for Naomi doing what? Is that really important, what she did? What are you hiding? How does it work, that abstraction thing? I should learn it. Maybe Dad could give me lessons. You're not answering the question. She was a prostitute. Annabelle Lee! You were paying a girl to sleep with you? I wasn't paying her. It was more complicated than that. Everything was more complicated than that. Luke, if I had it to do all over again, I would have run away with her. I would have tied her up, thrown her onto Pony, and run away. 
you would have kidnapped her. To avoid what happened? Yeah, I would have kidnapped her. Well, that's no way to start a relationship. I forbid you from kidnapping any women. It's just not the gentlemanly thing to do. I guess not. What happened in Denver? <sighs> there was nothing I could do. She wouldn't... Ask me later. I'm not ready yet. That night, Paris made dinner. She cooked one of the rabbits and chopped up some potatoes she had brought with her. Eurycides set up a tent for them before he sat down next to Paris and took the plates she offered him. What are the little green flakes? Eurycides asked as he moved the potatoes around his plate. They're herbs, Paris replied. Where'd you get them? I brought some with me, along with the potatoes. This is the sort of shit no one ever believes me about. They always tell me, she's just like you. I always tell them, she is nothing like me. I would never have bothered with herbs. Hell, half the time when I was hunting as a kid, I didn't even have salt. And then I burned almost everything. Almost everything? You hush, smartass. My point is, you've always followed your own path. Lee said you're following mine, that one day you'll be the reaper. But you're not. You will be something new, something better. I'm proud of you. Don't get all mushy on me. It doesn't suit you. You gotta talk to Pollyanna. You're killing her. She misses her friend, and she blames herself for everything that's going on with you. If it's really not about her, if you really let her go, tell her. Tell her you can be friends. You can be sisters. You're both my daughters now, and there is no need for this. How can I be Pollyanna's friend? That's how this all started. We were friends. And then we were best friends. And then we were more than friends. Should I become her friend again? Should I be the shoulder she cries on when there's something between her and Edgar? Would we be able to resist the temptation to break his heart? Or would we just rip ourselves apart again? None of these options seem acceptable. She's your sister. And how am I supposed to think of her like that? After what we've been to each other? Sisters? Celia is my sister. Alone is my sister. But Pollyanna, Thalia, they were more than that. And now, with Pollyanna, how can I forget those promises that were broken? How can I forget the hope that was lost? How can I forget what I wanted her to be so I can accept who she is? You'll do it because you didn't want to hurt her, and you are. I will not presume to understand how you feel about this. This is not something I ever experienced, but I know you'll do the right thing. I know for me you'll try, because Pollyanna is pregnant. Really? <laughs> I'm happy for her. It's what she wanted. Paris looked down at her hands and held her breath trying to push back the wave she felt inside that threatened to make her cry again. She asked me for permission. If it's a girl, she wants to name her Luca Bell. <laughs> she wants to name her after you. That's sweet. Not entirely. Only the two of us know that they used to call me Luca Bella. I only ever told your father about Luca. 
Only me and you know about Bella. So the bell is because of me? Whether it's a boy or a girl, they're going to be your niece or nephew, a new member of the family. How will you treat them if you cannot see their mother as your sister? You're right. I'll talk to her. Maybe I should move out. The baby can have my room. Maybe I should go live at Henry's until I'm ready to head back up to Denver. Not yet. Don't go yet. I just got you back. Let the rest of the world wait a little longer. After that, I promise I'll let you go. But stay with me. I always knew you would be the first to leave. Edgar was never going to leave. The second he set foot on that ranch, as a child, I knew he would never leave it. He always loved the horses, and the cattle, and the pigs, and the chickens. You give him an animal to care for, and it will never want for anything in its life. But you? You began to wander as soon as you had legs. You didn't care for the domestic animals. You had to look for the spiders in the barn. You went out looking for raccoons and rabbits. You have to ride a Mustang. Even now, to find a place where you feel comfortable so we can talk, we had to ride out of town into the wild with your coyotes and hawks. You tested your boundaries from the moment you were born, and I knew you'd be the first to leave me. You suffered one little heartbreak, and you were gone for six months. I wasn't surprised. Honestly, I didn't think you were coming back. But I'm so glad you have. Stay with me a little longer. Don't go yet. I promise I'll stay. Paris took their empty plates and broke off a piece of what was left of her rabbit. She threw it as far as she could into the dark beyond the campfire before she began to clean up. Euricity looked into the darkness, but he saw nothing. You're going to track wild animals doing that. Not wild animals. One wild animal. Puppy is out there. Puppy? The coyote that's been following us around all day? You have a pet coyote. He's not my pet. If anything, I think I'm his pet. He's the pack leader. There are others, but they're probably too nervous to come around because you're here. How did you make friends with a pack of coyotes? It wasn't me. It was him. He's the one that claimed me as a pack member. I didn't have any choice in the matter, but it does make me happy. I'm glad to see him again. I've missed him. I've missed you, Mom. So many times in Denver I needed you. So many times I just wanted to tell you everything. But I couldn't. You were so far away. I'm sorry I left. I'm sorry I didn't come home. There are moments I would never give up. There are friends I will never forget. There was love beyond anything I ever experienced before. But you weren't there. So I knew in the back of my mind, I couldn't stay, not forever. I was always coming home. What happened in Denver? Before I answer that, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Do you still love her? Do you miss her, Lucy? Does the pain ever go away? Yeah, I love her. And yes, I miss her. But no, the pain never goes away. It changes. 
When I think of her now, I remember what she gave me. I remember our time together like it was a present from a friend. It still hurts, but that pain is happy. It's a pain full of joy. I hope to see her again some day. I would like to thank her for her gift. In Denver, they tried to fight me, and I beat them. They tried to shoot me, and I outgunned them. They tried to hurt me, but I was an impenetrable fortress. Everything you taught me, everything Dad taught me, every lesson I learned from Edgar and the sheriff, in Denver, I used them all, and I won. They were afraid of me, so they stopped coming after me. Instead, they killed Thalia. Thank you.